they said, who the heck are they anyway? As moms, we sacrifice a lot for our families, our time, our health, our wallets, our identity, friendships, personal care, and of course, our beloved sleep. Motherhood is a crazy ride, one that is not meant to be braved alone. It takes a village, right? Well, your village is here. I'm your host, Sabrina Greer, and every week I will be diving into the gray areas of motherhood with some very special guests. This is not the highlight reel, but the real deal. So reheat that cup of coffee, turn up the volume, and get ready for the reminder that you've got this, mama. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Sabrina Greer, and I'm actually super excited about today's episode. Today, we are simply just checking in with you. We are halfway through season one, and we want to hear how it's going, or at least how you think it's going. We want to know what your burning questions and wishes are. I have an incredibly special guest with us today, so please help me welcome You've Got This Mama, the podcast's very own director aka the glue that holds this baby together and the very woman that keeps this mama right here in check on the daily megan hi hi you know what i'm gonna get you to say your last name because i know that i've messed it up so many times before (laughs) let's just (laughs) clear the air here and you say it it's kermpitich 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 okay got it it's so funny like we're friends and we talk every day but i still can't pronounce your last name it's super embarrassing there we go not the only one because (laughs) everyone no one people i mean i married into the name so i can't even say it properly but (laughs) (laughs) i try (laughs) yeah it's just it's it's a tough one but kermpitich okay got it i think So Megan has always been passionate about the entertainment industry, leading to a successful 10-year-plus career in television production. She worked on numerous number one Canadian reality TV shows before taking a break to realize her true dream job being a mom and understanding the fast-paced world of Hollywood North, that's Toronto for those of you who don't know that, was not conducive to growing a family. She joined forces with an incredible health and wellness company and rapidly worked her way to the VP level. She is now a regional vice president an upcoming contributor in You've Got This Mama Too and You've Got This Boss Mama. She's an incredible producer and a mom of three awesome little ones, Gracie, who I believe is seven, seven, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Alexander, who's four, the same age as my little monkey. And then Frankie, who is two, and she is just the sweetest. So Mm -hmm. thank you so much for joining us today. And I'm just, I'm happy to have you on the other side of things. And we finally get to hear your voice instead of you just hiding away in the background. Thank you for having me. It's super strange to be on the other side. That's why I got into television production because I like being on the other side of the camera or the radio or podcast, but uh, (laughs) it'll be fun. It'll be so fun because I couldn't think of a better person to join me to just simply check in. And that is what I want to do today. We are total rookies when it comes to the podcasting world. This is our (laughs) first season. You know, me as a host, yeah, I have a background in acting, if you can call it that, (laughs) modeling mostly. Uh, But you know, for me, this is all new as well. So I really just wanted to get interactive with our listeners um, and find out sort of what they're loving, what they're not loving so much, and just how we can do better and what they want to hear about. So who better to have than our very own producer who, and I'm, I'm very serious when I say, Megan, that you 
hold this ship together. And you, without you, I don't know where I would be. We wouldn't be talking right now because I wouldn't have a podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so sweet. And you make me sound way more uh, glamorous than I actually am. <laughs> so thank you. Well, it's not glamorous over here. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, you know, I, I was just saying before the show how it's so funny because if people, if we actually kept all of the bloopers, you know, us in closets and hiding away and all the technical difficulties that we've experienced and had to overcome and, you know, the hours of editing and the hours of research and contacting guests and canceling and scheduling, like it really is not glamorous over here, but you make it happen always and you, you pull it together. And I'm just so incredibly grateful for that. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. So I just sort of, I wanted to go through almost like an episode by episode little conversation because, you know, you're a mom of three as am I. So, you know, we're kind of professionals when it comes to being a mom anyway, (laughs) you know, we don't have to have a bunch of letters and degrees and doctorates on the topic you know, our our guests have been amazing, but we don't have to have all of that to be a pro at momming over here because we definitely are that. So I just wanted to sort of go through episode by episode because we've had some amazing ones and, you know, a lot of them were your, your brainchild. So we can go through and just sort of talk about, you know, the episode itself, but also our experiences, our personal experiences with the topics that we've covered off on. And then at the end of the show, I just sort of want to reach out to our listeners and really get them to, to come to us and tell us what they're thinking. I want to know, what do you want to hear about? What are the gray areas that unspoken things that need to be covered off on? And I think we've definitely dive like gone pretty deep into some of these topics. So we're, we're on the right track. <laughs> we're getting good feedback and that's what counts. <laughs> The cool thing about it is that there's like, I feel like this podcast can like never end because you and I will be talking and I'll be like, oh yeah, what about this? What about this? What about this? We need to talk about this. So we'd love to hear just like what you guys want to hear about next because there's, I mean, a million weeks and a million things we could talk about when it comes to moms and kids and, you know, hours of it. So absolutely. And that's what this is about, right? The whole YGT Mama community is just about sharing experiences and sharing stories. That's how the the books came to life. And that's how the blog came to life. And now the podcast, it's all about sharing our real journeys, right? I say, even in the beginning of the show, the little blurb at the, at the beginning, um, you know, this is not the highlight reel, it's the real deal. And that is what I want to stick with. That is our philosophy. And that is something that we stand by. And, you know, I don't want to candy coat it. And I don't want to, you know, have the comparison factor come in and make other moms feel bad. So we're covering off on everything. You know, the very recent episode that we did last week was, or this week, I guess we launched it. We recorded it last week was on, you know, marijuana and the use of uh, cannabis in motherhood. And for me, you know, that's something so far in left field and something totally out of my comfort zone, but wow, did I learn a lot. And it was so, so interesting. And I'm really happy that we did that episode because I'm just, my eyes were opened. And I hope we did that for a lot of people because today is legalization day in Canada. So, you know, it's, it's crazy because there's a lot of people joking, like stay off the roads. It's, it's going to be dangerous. And, you know, I, I'm actually a member of a mommy group and there was people, people are a little bit angry about 
this shockingly. <laughs> I was a bit surprised. Like, am I the only one that's angry about the legalization of marijuana? And it's it's almost like people think that you know everyone's going to be out running around like blowing supers in your baby's faces or something like it, it's crazy to me it's still it's like alcohol right alcohol is legal yeah. but you don't see people I mean sometimes you do especially like Queen Street in Toronto but you don't usually see people running around like wasted in the streets and smashing bottles and you know it's it's not yeah. I don't think it's gonna I be think that. no I I think that people are I mean I am not a expert in this whatsoever let me tell you um I did a lot of research for it. I joined like a mama group, um, that is pro cannabis, which is where I found Irie and Devin. And, um, so I have become educated and let me tell you, and I had my browser up and I was reading all these articles and stuff. And then I was having a meeting with someone like not, you know, podcast related. And I'm like pulling up my thing and it's like web browsers of like weed on every single day. I'm like, uh, just so you know, I am not a pothead, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I am doing research for, uh, you know, a podcast right now. Um, and she laughed. So, but um, I learned a lot. Like I said, I'm not an expert. And I think that it's just that a lot of people just don't know, right? They don't know any better. It's been, you know, illegal for so long that they, you know, there is like you talked about in the episode, these, you know, stigmas attached to it and almost like misinformation and that, you know, like, you know, yeah, that people, people are going to be off, you know, all of a sudden getting really high and driving and stuff. And it's like really things are not going to change super drastically in terms of like people have been using and using and using. And I don't think there's going to be a huge difference in the activities and stuff that people are doing. And I think it's just that people just don't know, right. They just think that all of a sudden it's a free for all. Right. I think it breaks down to what every, every person it's the fear of change, right? Everyone's afraid of change. This is something that's new and it's different and it, it will change mm-hmm. things. But I, in my personal opinion, I think it's going to change things for the better because, you know, it will be regulated, it will be safer, and you won't have those people that are already smoking in the park in front of your kids mm-hmm. <laughs> illegally. They won't be doing that because there will be laws and rules around where you can consume and how, and, you know, it'll be regulated, which I think will actually move things forward in a positive way. But yeah, it's, it's very interesting to me seeing all these comments, you know, I'm members of, of mom groups strictly for research. And I'm members of mom groups that I choose to be because they're open and they're honest, very much like, YGT mama. And then members of groups that maybe I should change my mind and maybe not be. (laughs) And it's just so interesting to me, the different dynamics and judgments and stigmas and things that still exist in this day and age. It's crazy. Yeah. And I think it'll be okay. And it'll just take some time. And the people who are worried, you know, that's real to them that they're worried about it. And so I think they just need to like, you know, listen to our episode and get educated about it and just know that it's not a scary thing. It's something that's been around for hundreds of years. It's got amazing medicinal property, you know, properties to it and pain. And it doesn't have to be all about getting high, right? Like that is a total, I didn't even know it's a total different part of the plant that they can take out, you know, in medical treatments and stuff like that too. Like there's just so many amazing things that it can do. And I think it's just, it's going to take some time. It was the same thing when prohibition ended, right? 
Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I also, so it was funny you mentioned like having all of these things open on your web browser. Um, and it just reminded me of a funny story that you told me when we did the sex episode <laughs> and, yeah. and your husband had some comments about, uh, what, what you were watching and listening to and looking at. So again, back to it, not being so glamorous, the things that we do in our, our spare time are, are quite interesting. <laughs> Yeah, my my husband, I was doing the show, the show notes, which for you guys who don't know what they are, it's basically like just listening and like pulling all the really key things out so we can post about it and give you guys all amazing resources um, that we have listed at the end and stuff. And so I was doing that when he was working too. And he's like, wait, wait a minute, are they talking about porn? <laughs> and I'm like, yep. It's like, oh, all right. Uh, maybe you can just uh, <laughs> slip that over me. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, this must be a whole new world for him. I know it is for, for my hubby, too. He's kind of like, what are you doing? You go and you hide in the basement in a closet <laughs> and you are talking to somebody on your Apple earbuds for, you know, an hour. What is happening? He's, he still hasn't got the gist of the whole podcast world yet. So he also, his vehicle is from like, I don't know, the stone ages. So he doesn't have a uh, Bluetooth in the car. <laughs> so I'm like, as soon oh, as really? you get your new truck, then you will be obsessed with podcasts because I listen to podcasts when I drive mostly, but yeah, it's so funny. So I'm making a list of like, obviously you've got this mama might not be his jam, <laughs> but um, it's still fun and interesting. I'm sure there's a few dads out there that are listening. Um, well, I hope yeah. so. <laughs> Especially the, the fun episodes like weed and sex. Yeah. We've hit on a lot of amazing topics so far this season. And I just, I can't wait to get all the feedback from the listeners and add that into the show. So exciting. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. And it's amazing. Like you were talking about being parts of mommy groups. Like I'm a part of not too many, but there's like a few, uh, good ones that I like that have great, you know, people in it and whatnot. And just, I'm finding just through being a part of those groups and just like my network that I've kind of built over the years, there are so many amazing moms out there and so many amazing stories and so many amazing topics to cover. And so many women who are not professionals, but they're moms who can talk about things, right? Like it's, it's incredible. And that really is the beauty of podcasting, right? Is we can talk to anybody. It's endless. Totally. There's an endless amount of people and resources and things and, you know, going on in the motherhood world when it comes down to it, like what we've been trying to build with the YGT mama community is resources. Exactly that real moms coming together, united in motherhood, standing up to rise up together. And really it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter if you're from a small town, if you're from a big city, if you have, you know, no Instagram or 20,000 Instagram followers, or, you know, if your baby was born via C-section or natural birth, or if you breastfeed or formula feed, like it really is about uniting in motherhood and nothing else. Totally. Like we don't, it's almost like taught when you talk about race or, or uh, gender equality or anything, right? Like we don't see anything 
accept the fact that we're moms <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. Right. And I really love how inclusive that is. And, you know, we're working really, really hard to maintain that vision and that reality within our community. So I think it's super cool that we can offer that in a podcast. We can talk to anybody, anybody who's a mom can, you know, be part of this, be part of our community, be part of the show, be part of everything. So it's, so if, it's amazing. if you're a mom and you're listening right now <laughs> and you're like, I think I'd like to talk to Sabrina. Well, then just reach out to Sabrina and tell her what you'd like to chat about. Like literally we, uh, Sabrina was telling me we have listeners from all over the world and we've already talked to, I mean, a few, they are situated here in Canada now, which is how I know them. Um, but from Mexico, from Germany. Um, and we have listeners all over the world. So if you're listening from anywhere and you want to chat with us and have something to chat with, just, you know, drop us a line. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the best part about it. And the topics are endless too, right? When it comes to motherhood, I mean, we've covered off on some pretty fun ones so far, but you know, some of them have been a little more on the intent side, like, um, you know, moving through fertility, that's definitely, you know, one that hits home for a lot of people. And we had some amazing guests on for that. And I feel like we didn't even get to cover a fraction of their stories, which they are all contributing authors in one of the upcoming mama books. So if you, if you want to learn more about their story, you can go there for sure. But it's just so incredible to me that, you know, this is, infertility and pregnancy loss awareness month. There's an entire month dedicated to this topic because it needs to be talked about. There needs to be a light shone on that. We need to start the discussion so that, because the common theme I'm seeing in the books that I'm editing, especially is it's not comfortable to talk about. People have somehow have judgments on, you know, fertility and it's a lot of self-judgment too. I, I gather, you know, people are talking like they feel unworthy, like their body is failing them, like they're not good enough or why is this happening to them? And, you know, there's a lot of shame and self-judgment and, you know, I don't know how comfortable you are sharing a little bit about your journey. I know you do in, in you've got this mama too. Um, but you know, this was one that hit home for you as well, I believe. Yeah, totally. And you know, yesterday was, um, the, like, I think it's the whole month of October, but I think it was October 17th. That is like the day, the like, um, infant loss things. Yeah actual mm -hmm. day, right? So, you know, my uh, Facebook feed was flooded from moms groups from just like people I know, um, either sharing their story, or um, sharing others stories. Um, there's a beautiful photographer friend of mine, and she actually did portrait settings with a bunch of women to highlight this day. And they were all sharing their stories um, with the portrait session. It was beautiful. And um you know, I, I did, and I am happy to share my, my story. I'm, I'm, I talk about it in the book and whatnot. And, you know, my story started basically, oh gosh, like now, like I, I say in the book, I'm like, it literally seems like eons ago when I was going through it all. I felt like I was never having, you know, another baby. And, you know, it was like just the worst of the worst. But like now I think back and I'm just like, oh God, that was, you know, 
six years ago, five, six years ago. And it seems like a lifetime ago, not five or six years ago. Right. Um, but I felt like then it was, you know, it's, it, it really, we are shedding a light. We're doing a better job these days. It's like I said, you know, five, six years ago, you would never see anything really posted on Facebook or anything. And now it's like everyone, it's almost like I, I had this moment of like, Oh gosh, like everyone's sharing their stories. Mine's not good enough. I'm not even going to share it. You know what I mean? Like on the, yesterday. Right. Cause there's just so many people sharing and it was, uh, but, but it's awesome. I think it's, it's really is what is needed. Um, yeah. you know, five, like I said, just to touch quickly on what I went through, like I said, it was five or six years ago. Now I had, um, it had my first daughter, Grace, who um, was awesome. And they had a perfect pregnancy. Everything was totally fine. Like pregnant right away, you know, baby, healthy, uh, you know, a little bit late, blah, blah, blah. And then we went to have another baby and it was, you know, loss after loss after loss. And each one kept on getting a little bit worse. You know, one was at six weeks, one was at nine weeks, um, one was at seven weeks, and then another one at, you know, close to 20 weeks. And that was really the, obviously the toughest one. And, you know, all in all, looking back, it was about a two year period where I was like pregnant, not pregnant, pregnant, not pregnant, pregnant, not pregnant, pregnant, not pregnant. And, you know, it, it was kind of rare. Like I didn't know a lot of people who went through that. And the few people that I did know, like my amazing midwife who had been through something similar and another friend I went to high school with years ago, like I really connected with them and clung onto them because they were really the only people who had been through it and who I felt really could understand what I was going through. And I think, um, now it's changing, which is amazing. I think so many more people are coming out. They're showing, um, solidarity and that it is really so common. And I think it's always been common. If you look back 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, like people had a million kids, but they also had a million stillbirths and, you know, miscarriages and not even knowing they were pregnant. And it just was like, that was, that was normal. And it wasn't, you didn't need to talk about it. Cause it's like, everyone kind of went through it. And then we kind of went in this, I don't know, code of silence for a while where it was just like, really, you felt really alone. And now I think, like I said, it's getting, it's getting better. I mean, I am so blessed that I haven't had issues getting pregnant or with fertility. I feel like that would be devastating and, and heart heartbreaking. And, you know, at the end of the day, um, I did get pregnant with my son who's now four. And again, it was a, you know, perfectly normal pregnancy. Um, no really answers as to why I had, you know, essentially four losses. Like when I was pregnant with him, it was like my sixth pregnancy or something crazy. And they tell you that and you're just like, wow, I've been pregnant that many times. And you do, you feel like a little bit of a failure that you've been pregnant so many times. And then they'll say, and how many live births? One, right? You're just like, oh gosh, I've been pregnant so many times, right? So I did, again, normal pregnancy and they never figured out. And that's the, I think that's the hardest thing is that most of the time, when especially when you're having losses, they just, and even when you're having fertility issues, they just can't figure it out, right? They just, they just don't know. And I don't think they'll ever know. That's what my doctor said you know, 50% of the time we know. And, but you know what, 50% is a big chunk. Like we don't know, we don't know if we'll ever know type of thing. Right. So yeah, yeah. And I've been lucky because I did have Alexander, no problems. And then, you know, not even plan, we did want a third, but not even planning to start or anything like just happy to have our two and boom, pregnant again with Frankie, no issue, like no rhyme, no reason. And, you know, everyone's asking, well, what and why? And everyone wants an answer. And it's like, well, I don't know. 
I don't. And I think it, that sort of breaks down to, you know, as hard as it is, especially in the moment, you just have to trust the process, right? And it's like that with everything. It's like that with your career and with your kids and with your husband and with like your partner and people you date and whatever it is, right? You just have to sort of trust that there is a bigger plan, whatever you believe in, God, the universe, you know, there, there's a bigger plan and you just have to sort of roll with the punches and, you know, we all get beat up a little bit on this journey and we just have to trust, trust that, there, that there's something bigger helping yeah. us along. Yeah. I mean, when I was going through everything, um, you know, five years ago, I literally thought it was the end of the world. Like <laughs> not the end of the world. Like I was grateful and blessed to have my daughter. And I kept saying, you know, at least I have one, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, so I just felt really incomplete because I always have wanted a, a big family. But I, I just thought like, why me? And I can't bear anymore. And I was just very much like living in, in the that and not trusting. And now, and it's easier said, you know, afterwards, and I do have two more healthy kids, but, um, it all happened, you know, for a reason. And, and, and it's hard to tell people that when they're going through it. And, and I, I don't think I could have heard it either, but you know, when you look out on the other end, it's like everything lined up perfectly, exactly how it was supposed to with the perfect kids, the perfect timing. Like my life has changed so much from having kids. I will say, um, you know, after going through so much with trying to get pregnant again with my second, you know, when I finally was, and I was on maternity leave with him, I really, it had me reevaluate like my life. Like it was a huge moment for me, um, where I, I was like, you know what, this is what I've wanted. I've always wanted to be home with kids. Like I always joke, like I really should just be like married to someone who has a lot of money because I would be so happy just like going grocery shopping and taking the kids to activities and like planning vacations and like whatever. Like I love that kind of stuff. I've always wanted to be home with my kids as around as possible with my kids. Yes. They drive me crazy. Yes. Like I, you know, drink a lot of coffee. Like I, I'm not, I say, you know, I'm, I, 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 I don't sit around, you know, crafting with them 24 hours a day. I'm not that kind of mom. Like, but I just, I've always wanted to be home with them, be present, be able to drop anything and go on a field trip or cuddle with them when they're sick. And when I was off on Matley with, with Alexander, I was like, you know what, this is what I want. Like, I want to be off. Like, how am I going to make this work? Because we don't get any, you know, do-overs, when it comes to, to kids and when they're small and, and whatever. And I was like, I don't want to look back on my life in 20 years and say, Oh, I wish I could have stayed home with them. I wish I could have been there. Oh, you got to do that. Oh, you're so lucky. Right. It really caused me to be like, no, if I want to do this, there's women out there who've made it work, who've made it possible. Either it's with sacrifice or, or, you know, treating, you know, learning, doing different things, like just making sacrifices or, or doing something different. And it, and it really got me to think like, how can I shift my life and be more in control of my schedule? If that makes any sense. And I'm in control of, of what I do. And that's how I started my business. That's how I've, you know, ended up saying yes to this book. Like, honestly, my life really pivoted while being on mat leave with him because I had gone through so much and it really caused me to be like, no, you know, I've gone through this and I want to savor every single moment with my kids and I'm going to do anything possible, um, to make the way I want to live my life come, come true. So uh, although I going through all that was really, really hard, 
on the other end, it, it served a greater purpose that now, you know, basically my son's four and I am, I'm home full time. You know, it took a few years to get there, but I'm home full time with, uh, he's in school now, but my two year old, I'm home with her. She's not in daycare. Like we get to, like, I just, I love it. And I've created a life. Um, so I just like to give that advice to moms out there. If, if what you're doing isn't, you know, necessarily what, what you want, like try to make it work, try to figure it, figure out a way, um, because it's possible. Anything's possible yeah. when you put your mind to it. Sorry. I went on a bit of a tangent no, there. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny. It, it, I have a lot of things came up for me while you were talking. So now I just have to remember them all. Um, one quote that I really love is grow through what you go through. And when you really think about what that means, it's like every experience that we have, if we take that as a learning experience and, grow through that and see what we come out with on the other end, which is exactly what you're saying. Like learn new skills, find something that, you know, keeps your heart rate up. And other than just chasing kids all day, like there is a way, as you said, to, to, I don't like the word balance per se, because I, I think it sort of gives, you know, expectations that are unrealistic, but just finding something that you love and being able to be present in that moment, because you're so right. Like, it's all temporary. You know, I tell a lot of moms when I'm, you know, talking to potential authors and doing coaching calls and working with people, you know, I say, you know, this is temporary. This too shall pass. Everything is a, you know, it's a phase, it's a season, but so is the good stuff, right? (laughs) Your kids are only two once your kids are only three once. And yeah, it comes with pros and cons. There's good stuff and bad stuff, but all of it's temporary. So being present in that moment, like you said, you don't get a do-over. So it's so important to find something that, you know, you can do that excites you and, and keeps you going that like puts your feet on the floor in the morning and, you know, pulls you out of bed and makes you want to go, go, go. Totally. Yeah. And there was something else that came up for me too. And you were talking and it was a good transition into, it reminded me of the episode we did, the mom and is a mindset Um, you know, we were talking about like how you thought your story wasn't enough to share and how, you know, everyone was posting and you saw how common it was. So it made you sort of retreat a little bit. And I think that is the most important nugget out of, out of that topic is, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. We cannot compare our journeys to one another. And that's another philosophy I really want to, you know, hammer on with YGT mama, because we all have experiences, you know, grief is grief, pain is pain, joy is joy. All of these emotions are emotions and you feel them the way that you personally feel them. So you can't compare that to one another. I think it was actually Kristen who in that episode who talked about like, you have to feel the heel, like you have to, you know, feel all the feels and that gets you to that healing place where, you know, you can feel whole again, whether it's after a loss or a miscarriage, which is, you know, also loss, whatever kind of loss it is. Um, you know, you get to that place where you can feel whole again, but you, you can't compare your journey. And it's very much like the me too movement, right? It takes, people talking about it for it to become normalized and for it to become something that is talked about. And I think it's important that we, we talk about loss and what's really going on out there 
and to, to sort of get rid of all of that shame that's still associated with it and all of that comparison and all of the, the stigmas and things attached, right? We just have to talk about it openly. Yeah, I think that episode specifically, and it's something I've been, you know, working on personally myself is that like that mindset and I've been, and it does, it takes, <laughs> you know, I feel like, you know, it takes work, right? Everything takes work and consistency and just having that, you know, that mindset. I have friends say to me like, oh, you seem so, you know, relaxed with the kids, like nothing stresses you out and, and whatever. And, and I guess I am to a certain extent, but you know, I, I still get frustrated with my kids and I still, you know, snap at them. And I feel, I still feel like, you know, I'm always on my phone or I'm always, cause I'm doing so many things because I'm not working full time that I'm not always a hundred percent present when I'm, when I'm with them. But, um, but I've been working a lot too on, on, um, on that mindset of just actually taking those minutes and like, and enjoying the time with them and trying. And I say trying, cause I feel like we're always a work in pro- progress, you know, not to, you know, just snap. Right. And I, I definitely like people say I'm relaxed. I'm not relaxed. I definitely snap on my kids. I yell at my kids. Sometimes it's very easy for them to, you know, get under your skin. Uh, like they talked about in that three teenagers one, like they are definitely, they're the, your little mirrors. They're, they're showing you what, you know, you need to work on. And I think when you're, you know, you're raised in that environment, not that I was raised in a bad environment, but the, you know, definitely the yelling and the snapping and the exhausted and the stress. And I think it was really just a, a byproduct of, of, you know, my mother, she was a single mom, she was working full time. And at the end of a day, it's like exhausting, right to deal with. And, and, and because I'm not working full time, I can take those moments. And I haven't been up until this far, like you find like the kids come home and you're still exhausted and stressed and whatever. And it's just like, you haven't been working a full time job. So I, what I'm trying to do, and this is a fairly new thing in the past few months is really take that time because I do have the time and that's how I've, you know, aligned my life to take those moments for me to try not to get so, so I'm not so stressed or anxious or whatever when they come home and really have that mindset of, this isn't the end of the world, whatever is going on. I might be frustrated. They might not want to put on the clothes that I want them to put on, but this is going to end. choose your battles and really try to, I don't know, replicate like a, a different kind of upbringing than necessarily the one that I was kind of raised in, right. To, to show them that, you know, I, I, I see that if we fly off on the handle, then they fly off on the handle, then we're upset with them for flying off on the handle. And it's like, it's just a circle, right? So I'm, I'm trying and I, and I find myself, um, just enacting, you know, just better, you know, being able to take a breath and being like, okay, that I think I forget who said it, but that like, I think it was Sarah, like just like the time in right for yourself, count to five and just like move on. And it all takes work. It all takes mindset of like, like you were saying, you don't, you know, the, the threes are bad. I think I'm kind of like jumping into our, our episode on three natures. Mm-hmm. Like they are bad. Honestly, when I had, um, my son or when I had my daughter, my last one, my Frankie, my son had just turned two and he turned two and he got a new sister all in once. And I swear to God from the time that he, that I had brought Frankie home, he turned two a month later. So from the time she's home two until like, I don't know, even know till 
he started kindergarten. Like I felt like all he did was cry. Like for two years of my life, like all he was doing was like crying and whining, complaining and crying and whining and complaining. And, you know, I look back now and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, that little boy is gone. Even though there was a lot of moments that I, I, I just wished away because he was crying constantly all the time. And it, he's a middle child and he's an only boy and he's sensitive and whatever. And you just wish it away. And, and I'm just getting, trying to get better at like really just savoring those moments and having that mindset of like, all right, enjoy it. Enjoy the tantrum. Enjoy the whatever. It's hard to enjoy a tantrum though. I, I've gotten, I, you, it is hard, but like with the baby now, she's like totally in the terrible twos and she gets so mad and she throws things and she stomps upstairs and she's just like, and I'm just like, all right, you go be you go do it. Like, you know, she's turns around five minutes later and she's back downstairs asking for me to put Paw Patrol on again, right? Like, and I used to get so frustrated. I remember with my first daughter and even with Alexander, because it was tough. It was a tough transition, which we might talk about later. The two to three was really hard, especially with him being so little. And I would just like get really frustrated with him. So I'm, I'm just, like I said, I'm trying to be better, right? I'm trying to be a better mom. And, and the tantrums used to stress me out and make me so mad and I'd have my own tantrum. And now, I'm just like, all right, time time to start smoking weed. (laughs) Well, you know, I'm seriously considering it. I told my husband, I was like, well, you know, it's legal now. (laughs) The ladies made some good points. I think that, uh, you know, Paw Patrol and lining up cars and, you know, playing whatever Monopoly or Candyland while after having a few tokes might sound a lot more enjoyable. Yes, than having an adult temper tantrum. (laughs) For sure. Okay, so I wanted to talk to you specifically because I know you and we talk every day. I wanted to talk to you when it comes to the whole three nagers slash four four nagers for us. Like our kids are, I just realized our kids are exactly the same age apart, the youngest ones, and pretty much the same age. We're talking like months difference. So Sterling started JK and so did Alexander. Every time I talk to you, one of our kids or both of our kids or all of our kids are sick. Can I know. we just talk about that for one second? Because I'm I'm really hoping that we're not alone. It would be really strange if and really coincidental if we, just the two of us, had like this bubble of sick kids and you know, our kids go to different they schools. Have the same thing. Yeah. All the time. It's like and bronchitis and strep throat and it's like wait why and I just want to I want to know like what why (laughs) why does this happen and you know to let other moms out there know like if they're dealing with this they're not alone you know everyone keeps telling me like oh it's good they'll build their immune system but you know what it's really exhausting because it's like every day a doctor's visit or going here going there the emergency and you know medicine after medication and I've you know we try homeopathic remedies and everything and it's like they're still sick why are they still sick (laughs) I have no idea and then there's like the whole flu shot debate that goes on too and like I just know honestly like my daughter my oldest when she went into daycare like she was so sick like her first year like every month she was on antibiotics this and the other thing but honestly since then she really has not 
Like she will get strep throat and like a UTI or like the auto, like then she'll like break her fingers. Like she has her stuff. Like, don't get me wrong, but she doesn't get as sick as these younger two. Like my other two, I'm just like, and I feel like honestly, when September hits all the way through to like March or April, I literally like become best friends with my doctor and I'm there like every week at least. And if I'm not there, I'm at sick kids and I'm, and I know like all the staff at sick kids cause I'm, you know, emergency case of croup that comes on randomly in the middle of the night. And, you know, people are like, Oh my, you know, and I, and I don't even tell people anymore because then people like think, you know, and I just, I'm so used to it. I'm just like, Oh like yeah. The crazy blah, blah, blah. mom that's like, Oh, something's wrong. There's a little cough. Okay. Everything's okay. Like it used to be like, I have like a girl, girl gang, if you're listening text with my, all my best <laughs> friends from uh, university and like, we, you know, talk sporadically, but mostly when we talk, like we talk about other things, but I will say like, I don't know, probably like 70, 75% were like, my kid's sick with this. My kid's sick with that. My kid has a broken arm. My kid has this and that. And I keep thinking, cause I kind of, uh, want, this is a big secret, not a big secret. Cause everyone knows about it. I would like to have another kid. And one of the main things that makes me like, I ultimately would like to have one. One of the main things that makes me not want to have one is the fact that, Oh, there's another kid to get sick again. <laughs> And it's always usually like I have to laugh because we're blessed because it's nothing serious. You know, there's lots of, you know, people out there and I'm at sick kids and there's like really sick kids out there. Not that my kid's not sick when he's there, but like, like I, I have to laugh because I just feel like it is just normal and they just pass it from this person to this person. And I feel like my husband always says that you gave them those genes, like you had the the weak like respiratory system because I did I had asthma really bad as a kid too so he's like those two and they just take <laughs> it's all you, your so, fault mama which means, all your- <laughs> oh my I got a I got a brief and he's always like take them to the doctor take them to the doctor and you know we try other things too and you know the oils and stuff and I've heard like amazing things from it but I just the worst is that I just they're like but you have to use them every day for preventive I'm like I can barely give them breakfast every day and I also have to put oil on their feet and you know what I mean I have all like the supplements and the probiotics and like the everything that the everyone and the oils that everyone has told me to get them and like they barely get breakfast and lunch so I saw I, I saw a hilarious quote today it said um motherhood I would die for you but I don't want to make you dinner <laughs> it's like so funny I thought because it's so true like we would do anything for these little people but it is hard the day-to-day stuff just like getting through it all going through the motions and I literally feel like again I might be digressing and anyone who's home you're yeah. home right like I feel like how many hours do I spend loading and unloading the dishwasher and making meals for children? And I literally sometimes like when the baby's like, I'm hungry. And I'm like, literally in my head goes again, like really? you have to eat again? like <laughs> I have to feed you again, like three meals. Like I can, I can, you know, get away with two meals. Like what do I have to feed you these make kids? One of those like food dispensers, <laughs> like they do for cats and dogs. Yeah. Where the- <laughs> Bus- business ideas. No, I'm totally kidding. Well, and that brings me to, we've kind of gone backwards through our episodes, but our very first episode ever about baby brain, you know, I feel like I I have the brain fog still like every day I'm sort of zombie, the, the momsy or what, what is it? The mom zombie where I'm walking around going, what, didn't I just make you a meal? Oh, that was three hours ago. How, how are we here again? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, 
I'm like the worst person to talk to about baby brain because I have the worst memory in general, let alone to have a child. I, my dad, I remember he used to say to me like as a kid and he'd be like, Megan, you would forget your head if it wasn't screwed on to your neck. Like he used to say that to me all the time. <laughs> so like on a good day, I'm forgetful. And then add uh, a kid, lack of sleep, another kid, another yeah. lack of sleep. <laughs> And I'm just tired all the time. I honestly am tired. I'm actually thinking about going and getting my thyroid checked because I just do feel like I'm exhausted all the time. And I had issues before with my thyroid, but because sometimes you can be tired, but sometimes they're actually, you can have a hormonal imbalance, Mm -hmm. your thyroid, you can have adrenal fatigue. Like there's so many different things that also could be at play. And I think as moms, we do just assume that, oh, we're just tired. It's just lack of sleep. And it's like, yes, I have three kids. Yes, sometimes they're up in in the night because they're sick or whatever, but I'm still tired on the days where I do get a full night's sleep. So maybe there's something else. And I do think we all Um, have, you know, the super mom syndrome or whatever you want to label it as where, you know, we think we have to do it all and we have to do it all well and we have to do it all within a time frame. Like there's a lot of alls in there for a reason. And I think it breaks down to we need to really start giving ourselves permission to to take a time a time in, like Sarah said in, in the other episode, you know, just really just really take that moment to be present with our kids or be present for ourselves, you know, give ourselves a break, whether it's, you know, taking a walk or taking a bath or, you know, just taking a breather, having a nap. Even I feel so guilty when I have a nap and it's ridiculous because I feel so much better really when I have like just a little 10 minute power nap. Um, I saw mom in the schoolyard today and you know, her, her little daughter was cuddled up to her and I said, Oh, did somebody just wake up from a nap? And she's like, yeah, we did. I was like, good for you. I'm just so happy to hear that. <laughs> like, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's true. And like, I um, used to nap all the time when I only had one kid, like for some reason, when I had one kid, like, I didn't feel guilty about napping like at all. And it's since having like, more than one kid. It's like, it's true. I will nap in like the newborn month phase and not feel bad about it. But after that, it's like, forget about it. You do, you feel super guilty because there's always so much to be done. But the thing is, is that there's always going to be like the the to-do list never, ever, ever ends. And like ever, yeah. <laughs> like ever. And there's always something to be doing. So sometimes if you got to take a nap, you take a nap, right? I, um, what was I going to say? I, uh, I listened to a podcast today, actually, after you told me to listen to it, but I didn't listen to the one that you listened to. Um, it was the, yeah. the, the goop podcast with Gwyneth Paltrow one. I listened to the first episode, not the Oprah one. Did you listen to no, that other one? I don't think so. No. So it was on essentialism, which is really interesting and exactly what you're kind of talking about. And it's this guy, he wrote, he wrote a book called essentialism. He's a doctor or something, essentialism. And it really is about like, if you know, like how society and even as mom, as moms, especially but society is really just like, we feel like we have to do everything. We have to be the best and we have to do everything. And it's not essentially about saying no to things, but really just discovering what's essential, what's actually essential and like dumbing it down, what is important to you. And, you know, he goes through like whole exercises of being like, okay, you want to do this. And so what do you need to cut out to do this? Because is this essential? And a lot of the things we're doing, I was starting to think about it. I was like, yeah, 
a lot of the things we're doing are not essential, right? And sometimes just to say no, and not that you're saying no, but it's that you're saying yes to something else, right? You know, and 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 getting over that fear of missing out, which I have huge, oh, wow. like the FOMO, yeah. right? Like I you know, I, a bunch of my friends went to an event and I really wanted to go, but then I was also really just tired and wanted to hang out with my family. And, and I, and I did, I said, you know, no, I'm not going to go. And it was for no other reason that I was just like, I just want to hang in, you know, I just want to like not have to drive somewhere and not have to go somewhere. And like, I love my friends and I would have loved to go on there. And then I look at the photos and I do feel a little bit like, Oh, I'm not in it. Right. But I just, you know, sometimes we have to just decide what's essential. What are we going to remember and why is it important? And what are we going to look back on and do those things? Right. And other things we can let Absolutely. slide, right? Like five loads of laundry. As long as there's <laughs> one clean pair of underwear okay. for each kid, then we're, we're in good shape. We can let them on. I literally will be like, okay, how many pairs of underwear does this person have left? Great. I'll do laundry on that day. I do. Is it okay to turn it inside out? Because I'm pretty sure I've done that before. No, I'm totally kidding. Um, Yeah, no, I think that's such great advice. It's so true. We just have to calm the noise in our head, the busyness, the the instantaneous response that we all need. We just have to sort of calm it all down Mm -hmm. and just embrace whatever chaos we're living in and, you know, roll with the punches, go with the flow let things happen, stop freaking out so much and just be, yeah. right? Just and not, be you know, here. don't feel bad if you're on social media too much. If you feel that way, then maybe make a concerted effort of not to for maybe half an hour. But then when you're on it, like, don't like, don't be guilty. Like, it's okay. I was, so one of the older women that I used to work with, she had, you know, adult kids and we were talking about how like, you know, people are on their phones at the park, whatever. She's like, yeah, but back in my day, 30 years ago, I was doing the same thing, but I was just like reading a book or a magazine. Like I wasn't watching my kids. Like, don't, you know what I mean? Like, don't think of yourself like such a hard time about it. It's not like I was there, like on the playground, like playing with my kids. So you're on your phone. Big deal. I was on, I was reading a book. Like I wasn't watching, you know what I mean? So it's like, who cares? Life is just changing and the way we interact and how we do things are changing, but like, it's okay that we're on our phone, right? It's okay. Absolutely. Uh, and that's this kind of stuff we have to give ourselves permission Ooh. for. One of my authors who we're going to have as a guest on the show, so I don't want to give away all of her goods or even say her name at this point, but she talks about, you know, being that example for your kids when it comes to work, like this is mommy's work time. I work on my computer, you know, and then providing them activities to do while you have that time, whether it is at the park or, you know, if you have to work from a home office, like maybe, if it's not screen time, maybe it's a puzzle or arts and crafts or something. And then you get to do your work time. It's okay. You, can, you don't have to feel guilty for being on your computer or on your phone, especially, you know, in this day and age, like you said, it's, it's just different. Everything's changing. Nice. So yeah. Anyway, at this point in the show, I, I'm going to ask you all the fun questions now, because I know <laughs> that you have some goodies for our listeners and, you know, maybe I'll be doing the show notes for this one. Cause I know you don't want to re-listen to the episode and hear your awesome voice, but yeah. <laughs> um, definitely like, this is my favorite part of the show because we get some amazing nuggets that are completely unexpected and off topic just from these fun questions. So the first one, I mean, you know, these better than anyone, but your morning routine. So I know these, but I also spent like no time thinking about how I was going to answer. So I'm just going to be totally off the cuff. (laughs) So it might be good or it might not be good. 
Um, okay. I have two versions of a morning routine. My morning routine where I am like, you know, flowing with my best self and really trying to, (laughs) you know, push myself to do not more, but just really like have a morning routine. And then I have what I'm currently in, which is, uh, so my, my good morning routine. And I will say this happens maybe, a quarter of the year, but I'm going to talk about it because I do feel amazing when I do it. So it's just funny how you can feel amazing, but then still let it slide. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Um, <laughs> I, I would get up, I would listen. Um, I'd have my fizz, my fizz, my fizz, which is like my energy starter drink. We'll put it in the, in the show notes, but it's amazing. My fizz with my apple cider vinegar and my probiotics. So that is like my morning tincture that I will drink first thing. And I still do drink, drink that first thing when I wake up. Um, and it just like kickstarts your system, your digestive system and like hydrates you straight off the beginning of the day. Um, and gives you the energy, the fizz gives you the the energy for the the day. It's got green tea and grana and stuff. It's amazing. So I have my little tincture of that. And then I will usually go and listen to a meditation. Um, and then I'll journal for a little bit. Um, oh no. And then, and I did like, I was doing for a while, uh, there's a 20 minute, uh, yoga detox yoga thing, which was awesome. So I would literally go down, drink my thing, do my yoga. Then I would do my meditation and a little bit of journaling if I had time. And that was me getting up at 6am. And so that is like, so is that before the kids? That's before the kids. Okay. So I was I was doing that um, for a while earlier on this year because the kids would sleep till seven. So I realized that is um, a blessing that not every mom has. And to be honest, why I stopped doing it is because the kids, uh, well, my, my little, my middle guy started getting up earlier and earlier and earlier. And then I just couldn't focus to do it earlier. Uh, like I couldn't get up before six. Like I just can't. So, um, I kind of fell off the wagon with it cause they were getting up super early and actually now they are sleeping till after seven, but I just, am not doing it anymore. It's one of the things I want to start doing. But again, but I always felt so amazing. So doing that little bit of exercise and yoga, because otherwise the day starts and I like just don't get to do it again and uh, meditation and just like setting the intention for the day. And um, I always felt amazing after doing that. And that said, that was about <laughs> a quarter of my year. Uh, most of the other times I am, you know, waking up or rolling out of bed, like feverishly trying to feed kids, tell them to turn off the TV and the iPad. They don't listen to me, brush hair, brush teeth, make lunch and shove them out the door. (laughs) That's sounding a little more familiar to me. (laughs) I know the other one sounds like, Oh, right. I'm tuning out of this podcast right now. And she started talking about that. (laughs) No, no, no. It's it's amazing that you say that though, because I used to follow the miracle morning, which I think Jessica Jansen mentioned in, in episode four. Um, but you know, we've, we've all been there too. And I think, you know, it is just that conscious effort. It doesn't have to be 
this crazy thing, right? It can be six minutes. Like there's a six minute version yeah. of the miracle morning. And it, it really is just getting up that little tiny bit before the kids yeah. get up. And, you know, my little guys have been super sick as we talked about earlier. So they've been, you know, up all night and then, you know, up super early in the morning and totally cranky and grumpy. So it's been a little bit off as of late, but, you know, I definitely like taking that extra time in the morning. I am a morning person, so I, I can get up at five. And I, I think that might be why my youngest child is doing it as well. <laughs> it's hereditary or something, but, um, yeah, no, I definitely, you know, we'll put all that stuff in the show notes for sure, because I think it is really useful as you said, mm-hmm. that the intention for the day to have a little bit of quiet and calm before the chaos begins, you know, to spend that time on yourself, you know, whether it's journaling or prayer or gratitude or whatever it is, right? Even if it's just writing out to-do lists, just having yourself yeah. organized is, you know, a total lifesaver for sure. Okay. Yeah, next, I did, oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say that I did do like a really small version of it yesterday morning. I set my intention for the day and the day just totally panned out the way I had set it. So it is super useful if you can find the time to do it. Absolutely. And I do know some people, I actually, I forget the name of it right now, but I'll put it in the show notes too. There's a book that's, um, it's about the nighttime routine. So for those people who aren't morning people and they can't really, you know, have make time in the morning because of whatever the reason there's a nighttime version of the miracle morning. It's not the actual miracle morning It's something else, but you, you basically journal and set your intention and, you know, have everything ready at nighttime. So for those night owls out there, there there's options too. Um, if money scheduling and time were not an issue, what is one thing at the very top of your bucket list that you would like to check off? And this can be anything. This can be selfish. This can involve, you know, a, it's funny, you know, doing the show notes, we've had such a mix of, you know, I would travel the world and get pedicures every day. And then there's like, I'd save the world and do it with my kids. <laughs> like it's, So. Oh my gosh. I know. You and you know what? <laughs> like, Honestly, like I said, I feel like I'm like the most boring person in the world, (laughs) but like I really do get like I would, okay, here's something totally self-indulgent because I feel like this is something I'm never going to have and I don't know why I want it, but like I, because I feel like I can't, like I want a put together house. You know, like you see on TV, yeah. like everything is nicely in its place. And there's some, a few toys like everywhere. And like, we have a great house. I'm not saying that we don't, although I'm married to a contractor. So it's like half finished and half not, <laughs> but like I would hire, I, first of all, I would build my dream house and I would hire a contractor and I would hire a designer and they would pick out everything and they would decorate everything and they would move me and I wouldn't have to do any of those things. All right. All right. Good to know. Cause my hubby's a designer. So like, I feel like this could happen. This could actually, well, I don't think it's like, I mean, I'm sure there's a million other things. Like I said, I'm really boring and would love to just like, you know, take my kids to activities and vacation here and go here. Like I'm not someone, there's a lot of causes out there and stuff, but I am not someone who is thinking philanthropically. Usually I'm thinking about how can I spend the most time, the most valuable time with my family and my closest friends. Like, and we love like being at home and we love entertaining. And like, I would just honestly like love, 
a house of like out of the, you know, like I, I like that our house is lived in, but I, it doesn't have to be perfect. Like there can still be stuff and it can still be lived in, but like a place for everything and a place for the hundreds of thousands of papers that we get. Where, where do people put these papers? I don't understand. People, if you have a perfect house, where do you put the papers? Because there are papers and plastic bags like everywhere in my life. And I would just love there is something to be said about having like a space where you just it can make you feel more serene to have like a decluttered zen space so that's what i I like like. that dreamy um okay one parenting hack you cannot live without this can be a product a rule an idea an item anything just one thing that has totally transformed your motherhood and that we can share with the listeners that they may or may not have heard of before (laughs) Well, when the baby was an infant and I, first of all, didn't, um, uh, I think you retook this question out of like, what did people not tell you and like, whatever, but like the one thing postpartum and I feel every new mother should know about is depends. And I don't know why it took me like three pregnancies to figure out that you should wear depends after you give birth. Like, honestly, Uh, there should should be like in every manual, like don't buy pads, don't buy granny underwear, like just buy depends. So that was like early on in my third pregnancy, (laughs) same thing with my little, like, like not early on at all, but like, um, I'm going to have to put the link to this bassinet. It was like this bassinet that was almost like a, it's in a V it's called like the Fisher price rocking cradle. They were banned in Canada for a while. You can get them again now, but when, you know, two, three years ago, they were banned. They're perfectly safe. But honestly, she slept when I got that thing, I bought it second half hand off a friend of mine and the newborn slept like, through the night from one month to four months. And it was just wow. like magic. It was a magic, magic, magic hack. She was sleeping for like 10 hours a night. I was like, it has to be this because she wasn't doing that before. <laughs> like it has to be the bus net. Um, so those are, those are things that I think anything else is just kind of what I've, I've talked about is just like, just in, I don't know. I don't have any other no. hacks really. I'm, figuring it out just like exactly. everyone else is. The hack is just rolling with it and staying, staying alive. <laughs> yeah. Making it today. Woohoo. <laughs> what about one crutch that you can't live without? Coffee, wine, potato chips, porn, you know. Uh, <laughs> I have to throw porn. Marijuana, uh, whatever it is. So marijuana might be coming soon to our household. Um uh, pasta. Anyone who knows me is pasta. Like I try and I try to be healthy and I cut out gluten and all these things. And, uh, then I look for gluten-free pasta so I can still eat pasta. I love pasta. I love mac and cheese, AKA mac and cheese that comes from a box. So now it's Annie's and I literally like, I can't, I make it for the kids and then there's some left and then I eat like the rest of it. And then I get mad at my husband cause he tries to eat it and he's like, well, why aren't I allowed to eat it? And I'm like, cause you don't like it as much as I do. <laughs> Amazing. I'm not going to lie. I had uh, a couple bites of mac and cheese tonight cause uh, I'm solo, solo parenting this evening. So sometimes you just got to so good. <laughs> yeah. um, I love coffee. Yeah. I think, you know, who doesn't, I didn't like coffee before I had kids and I've developed a love for coffee. I talked about my fizzies that I also love. Like that's a massive, uh, crutch that I also have. And 
honestly, protein shakes. They are my lifesaver because I don't, like I said, I'm cooking meals for the kids so many times that I just don't want to cook myself a meal. So like discovering an amazing protein powder and different recipes and stuff like that, that is always, it's one meal a day for me because it's easy and because I'm usually running somewhere or I just don't have the time or energy to put into even toasting a piece of bread for myself. The mom version of liquid lunch. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Okay, last question. And um, this one's a goodie. One self-care ritual that you practice and would highly recommend other mamas try? Um... I just will say to wing it. There's nothing I do on the regular that, uh, I, you know, but if, if something comes over you, like just do it. Like yesterday, I don't take a lot of baths, but all of a sudden I was like, I have an hour before the kids come home. I'm going to take a bath and I'm going to put essential oils in and I'm going to put, you know what I mean? Like, and I, and I, and I just did it right? Or today I was like, I don't have anything planned. I'm going to go for a run. Right. So there's nothing that I, I have that is, is like standard. Um, I will say, I just kind of like listen to my body, like same, you know, same thing. I'll go for like a blow dry every once in a while. If I don't feel like doing my own hair for an event or getting my nails done, like just treating yourself to little things and doesn't have to be the same thing all the time. For me, it's not, I think just cause I like I crave variety in everything in my life that I don't, I'm not like a creature of super habit when it comes to self-care, but I do try to do a bunch of like different things. Like I have my essential oil diffuser going on right now because I really, I love that when I remember to put it on because half the time I don't even remember, right? That's the thing is it's just like, I roll with it. Awesome. I so. love it. Well, yeah. that's, that's it. That's the show. So Megan, thank you. Thank you for everything, first of all, but thank you for coming on and sharing this space and time with me tonight. And it's so great, I think, for the listeners to to get to know behind the scenes too, and just what goes into all of the production of this crazy show that, you know, we're starting to grow. We just hit 1500 downloads, which is like, what? <laughs> it's so amazing and so crazy. And like you said, we have a little map that shows where our listeners are. So for all of you in Sweden and New Zealand and, you know, everywhere, it's just, it's very exciting for us. So thank you for listening and tuning in and continuing to tune in. And I'm dead serious when I say we want to hear from you. We want to know what you want to hear about if you have burning questions or, you know, topics that come to mind, if you know an amazing person that would be a great guest, if you yourself would be a great guest and have something that you, you know, just need to get out there and share, please, please, please reach out. You can email me. I'm going to put my email out there. It's Sabrina at ygtmama.com. You can email me. I already get like 75 emails a day, but that's okay. I want your emails. So send them to me, please. We want to know everything and, you know, knowledge is power and we want to provide that for you. And the only way we can learn is by hearing from you guys. So please, please, please. All right. Well, Megan, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sabrina Greer, your host, and you've been listening to You've Got This Mama, the podcast. You can follow us at YGT Mama and join our conversation on Instagram and Facebook. To get more information on the stories we share here, our books, the blog, our community, head on over to www.ygtmama.com. You can also access the show notes. If you haven't already, please head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your daily listen and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us so much and we value every single review. We also have a special gift for our subscribers. I would like to thank our production team and Megan Krampotich, our producer, for making this happen. Thank you so much to all of you for giving us your ear and tune in next week. In the meantime, please, please remember, Mama, you've got this.